Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat with the Northwest Career Services Office, where we chat with Northwest students, staff, and faculty to hear about their career journeys and how they became a Bearcat. I am Northwest Internship Coordinator, Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services. And today we are joined by Northwest alumni and Executive Director of the Maryville Chamber of Commerce, Lily White. Hi. Welcome, Lily. I was going to say, your intro... It, it leaves out alumni. Maybe we should put alumni in there. Yeah, we should, yeah. yes. So Lily is yeah. definitely an alumnus. I'm yes. an alumnus. Yes, <laughs> I am. All right. So welcome, Lily. So um, one of the things that we do here, well, the only thing, really, I just ask <laughs> questions, but we talk about first job up to like, what do you do now? So what do you do as the executive director of the Chamber of Commerce? Um, that sounds like a really like cool title. Uh, tell us way. what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let us into your secrets. It's, we do a lot. We do everything. And actually, Hannah and Travis are both very involved in some of the things <laughs> we do. So they get kind of an insight. Um, so the Chamber of Commerce is an organization that is businesses are members of our organization to represent them in government, in business development, in leadership and communications across the community and then to the outside of Maryville. So we represent about 275 different businesses both here in Maryville and a few that are in the county limits and a few even that reach down to St. Joe oh, and wow. Kansas City. I guess I didn't really realize that, that there was that scope included yeah. in that. Yeah, actually we have one up into Iowa as well. So and those are businesses outside of our area that are doing business in Maryville, in Maryville with the businesses of our area. And that's normally why they join. Sometimes we see businesses that are owned out of those smaller areas that are Northwest or Maryville kind of alum that have moved away and want to stay connected. So hmm. we represent all of those people. We do major events, government advocacy, um, marketing, tourism, we kind of touch a little bit into everything. So, and I've done that for three years. Uh, so I have my hand in all of those things. And little known fact, we run the Maryville License Bureau. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, that, that, I, that, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, right. my jaw is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've run the License Bureau since sometime in the 70s. And uh, their staff reports all to us. So huh. we have to have some knowledge on that side as well. So what does a regular day in your life look like? As we executive director. <laughs> no one does. We don't we're have finding those. we're yeah. finding no one has regular days. I um, guess I that's a, a, a fictitious a thing. A fictitious <laughs> thing, yeah. Um no, we don't have those at all. I have had days where I get a phone call and it means that I'm in a different state by the next day. Um I've had days where I'm in the office all day long. I've had Jeff City days. Um today I've actually been on campus twice talking to a class and then now meeting with you guys. Normally it involves at least one meeting and one time in a business that is a chamber member. Um, lots of emails, lots of phone calls, that kind of stuff, but nothing that is day to day. So how does a business, how, how do they join the chamber? Uh, so we have an application process, but we don't turn down any business. Really the <laughs> application is more an information gathering. Uh, so they Give us some information, and then our chamber does a couple different ways that you can pay to join. So they choose which way they want to pay to join, and then they are a member. So, and they, every business joins for a different reason. So we have businesses that want to be members because they are brand new to town and they want to learn everything and they want everybody to hear their name. 
Um, and those are normally our smaller businesses, so they need a little bit more help with marketing communications. We find smaller staffed businesses, marketing takes a back seat as far as time. So being a member of the chamber gives them some kind of justifiable name in the town without them having to try very hard. Our larger businesses want things like Northwest uses it a lot just for community impact. So we're going out and kind of representing them in different ways around the community and charitable kind of things. It gives them a way to be connected with a lot of things happening inside the community without them having to send staff to do it. And then we have other people that join for, we do healthcare uh, insurance. So you have to be a chamber member to get a specific kind of healthcare. Um, There are some people that join just to be a part of our legislative events. And so it really depends on what that business is looking for, but it really is as simple as an application and your first payment. And then you're a chamber member. How did you find, like, how did you, usually I start, start with what was the first job, but I'm reverse chronologicaling <laughs> this one. So how did you find this position or how did this position open up? How did you come to be the executive director? I, I kind of joke that I fell into it. It was an accident. <laughs> um, I really think the position found me. I worked here on campus for a little bit after college, not for very long. And then I moved What back. did you do on campus? I was the temporary event coordinator while uh, Gina Bradley was out for medical reasons. Gotcha. So I was here for events in the spring semester of 2016, and I worked in the marketing department for that. And that's where I worked as a college student. I was their intern for my whole senior year. And when she had back surgery, I was just moving home from New York, where I had been working as well. And... I came back up to visit some friends that were still in school and said, hey, Gina, I'm going to be in town. Let's get some lunch. And she said, great. And so at lunch, she said, hey, I have to have back surgery. You're going to come be me. And that was just my first year out of college. And I was like, nope, she's been doing that job (laughs) since the year I was born pretty much. Like, I, nope, you do that. You're Mm -hmm. good at that. Someone that is more of an adult needs to do that. And she's like, nope, I know that you just moved back. You don't have a job lined up. You're coming and you're being me. So she didn't really give me a say. Um, And so I did that for a semester. And the director of marketing, Brandon Stanley, was at the time the chamber's president. Gotcha. And so about a month after I went back to Kansas City from being the event coordinator is when my my predecessor stepped down at the chamber. So then you already had the connection. Who yeah. knew that that position was open? Well, I actually went to a Bearcat alumni event and huh. because I knew the whole marketing Very staff. Very important to attend Absolutely. Bearcat alumni Stay events. Connected. <laughs> it was the year that the North Kansas City campus opened up and they ah. were doing a Bearcat ribbon cutting there. And I was in the middle of a month of, I don't have a job. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to see Gina and see all my people that I just worked with. And they were like, hey, we're going to dinner after this event. Come with us. And at dinner, Gina said, you don't have a job right now? Brandon, tell her about that job at the chamber. And I applied and moved back up here a little less than two weeks later. Oh, wow. So it happened really fast. fast. (laughs) It happened very fast. Um, And I had no idea what I was getting into or I mean I was only 23 I didn't know anything about chambers of commerce or really any of that and at the time that's kind of where our chamber was hiring directors it was something that nobody in our town really knew Mm -hmm. the profession of a chamber of commerce so Mm. and now I've been doing it for about three and a half years um just over three years and 
I am now the longest standing director since the early 2000s. Wow. So we're getting there. We're learning a lot. Um, but it's been a, a whirlwind for so sure. So a couple of questions. Yeah. Maybe the first one. What was your major when you were here? I was a parks and rec major. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I wanted to do events. I gotcha. Um, and so at the time it was kind of you go to parks and rec and you work on programming mm-hmm. or you go uh, – public relations mm-hmm. and I actually transferred into parks and rec from the mass comm department so I kind of was like I want to get further away from mass communications than just downstairs I gotcha. so I went over to parks and rec and I focused more on the programming side so they let me do a couple of classes that were a little bit different than the sports and actual parks classes mm-hmm. and then that's my internship was with Gina in the event oh, I see. and I gotcha. then my internship in New York was with a destination wedding resort so I did more events, and our chamber actually does about nine Lots large events, events. Yeah. yeah, and about 36 networking events a year, and so it that's really heavily something that we, so that's kind of how I fell into that part, too. Sure. So backing up, backing mm-hmm. up before, so between the internship with Gina and, well, or that interim mm-hmm. piece, when you moved back to Kansas City, like what was your, where was your mind? Were you applying for jobs? What were you Constantly. feeling? What were you thinking? Oh my gosh. Um, between being Gina and being here, I worked at a, they called it event coordinating. It was a healthcare events. They scheduled doctors to go and do blood test and insurance kind of benefit test to drop large corporations insurance costs to prove that their staff was healthy. I, it was miserable. Everybody there hated their jobs and they took smoke breaks every like 20 minutes <laughs> and they would look at you. And as a 20, I was 23. And as a 23 year old, they were like, this is adulthood. Everybody hates everything. And you just work until you die. And I was like, oh my God. Um, I don't know if you guys think this about me, but I'm a, a pretty positive person. And I was dying every day. I went home and I cried. I didn't want to do the job. I was applying for different jobs every five seconds. I was like that person in the movie that was in a bathroom stall on LinkedIn and on Indeed, (laughs) like somebody help me. And my mom was like, you have to quit. And I was like, no, mom, I graduated college. I have to have a full-time job because Mm -hmm. that's what they tell you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, you're not even going back. You're quitting. So I called the next morning and I quit. Um, and so shout out to Penny. She she really helped me out of that. And then I was a uh, breakout room manager for about a month and a half. And that was when the chamber job opened up. So and that was super fun. And I got to train a bunch of high school and college kids how to like work these rooms that you're finding hiding places and breaking out of. And it was super cool. And it was a startup and I was there when they opened their doors and it was just really fun. And that helped me a lot because I was going through like being really sad. I was really sad working at that other mm-hmm. place. And that was really hard. And kind honestly. of a confidence killer. Right? Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. Adulthood is awful. Yeah. Why would yeah. I get a job? And well, and why I, do I, just, work? <laughs> I just worked in the marketing department here, which is this incredibly vibrant department with people that are incredible that are choosing. I mean, even now working in town, they choose to be around each other. I go to lunch with them. I'm friends with them and we would have crockpot days. And it was the time when our basketball team was playing at the MIAA tournaments. And so we were having like lunch where we'd all bring crockpots and watch the basketball games and everyone loved their life. So I was like, okay, 
I know that that's not all the way true, but it's not here. Like <laughs> the, the happiness is not here. I was even there for somebody's birthday at the healthcare place and it was the saddest birthday cake <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, so it was a really weird time and, and thinking that you have to have this career full-time job, it really kind of hurt mm-hmm. my confidence. And so when I interviewed up here, I remember I, I was the director for about a year before. So I report to a board of nine people. Brandon was my president when they hired me. And then he actually stayed my president for one more year. And I remember looking at one of my other directors and I said, well, I, won't, I was only hired because of Brandon, right? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, Brandon told you guys that I had already worked for him. And she said, he told us that, but that's all he told us. And I said, are you kidding? And she said, no, he refused to, he didn't even talk for you when we like said we need to hire this girl. And so that really helped, but it it did. It killed my confidence there for a little while. Hmm. So let's work backwards. We're working working backwards with the Lily. (laughs) When you came to college, Mm -hmm. let's talk about starting college, finding a college. How did you come to Northwest? Uh, So I'm from Kansas City, um, the very south part of Kansas City. So I grew up, um, I went to Center High School, which is kind of an urban school. It kind of walks that line um, where we're not a dangerous place, but we're also not a suburb that is clean cut and beautiful and everything's perfect. And I... The home I grew up in, I have two siblings. My sister went to a different high school because she chose to go to a private school. And my little brother actually chose to go to a private school. And I chose to go to center. So our parents really put a lot of decision-making in our own hands. And I played tons of sports and was super involved. And I remember really wanting that feeling in college. And so I always wanted to go to Mizzou. And it was like uh, in Kansas City, that's the big school. Everybody Mm -hmm. goes to Mizzou or KU and you pick a side. Um, And then my high school band teacher was a Bearcat alum. And I don't think any of us knew that. And we were one of the first schools. There that was she, no green paws no, overflowing out of so. the office. Okay. I don't remember that. And she, she came in, I want to say she came in my freshman year. So she, I don't remember paws anywhere. And being from Kansas City, we're from like the part, it takes two and a half hours to mm-hmm. get to the part of Kansas City I'm from. So we didn't have a ton of kids coming up here at the time. Mm-hmm. And then my junior year, um, she had totally changed our band set list. We were playing a bunch of songs that we hadn't been playing before. And she said, we're going to go march in the Northwest Homecoming Parade. And my junior year was the first time we'd had some athletes that got full rides to football for Northwest. And so we started to be like, oh, that's a college. Like, Mm -hmm. never even really heard of it. And we were really proud of those football players. A full ride from center is kind of a big deal. Um, So we came up and we marched in the homecoming parade. And we stayed for the homecoming game, some of us, not the whole school, but some of us stayed. And we heard every single song we had started playing. So we were playing Hey Baby and Shout (laughs) and like the Empire Strikes Back. We were playing all those songs. And I was like, our band teacher definitely <laughs> went here, didn't she? Um, and honestly, my band teacher and I had a weird relationship where I don't think we really loved each other, but she wasn't <laughs> like somebody I hated. But her bringing us up here, I stayed for the football game, and then I went to the volleyball game after because volleyball was the sport I was playing and I was super passionate about. And I left, and I was like, Mom, what do you, what do you think of Northwest? And my mom is a mule. My mom went to UCM, <laughs> so she was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we came back for a tour that next year, and – 
I had um, Kelsey Franklin at the time, who is Kelsey Meyer now, and she, I don't think we walked five steps any direction without her being stopped, and someone saying, hi, Kelsey, and like being so excited to see her, and I didn't apply to any other college. I, I just knew right then, like, that's this is where I wanted to be. And I came on two tours, and Kelsey was my tour both times, <laughs> and I I jumped in. I, I didn't apply to Mizzou. I didn't even tour at Mizzou. I, I was like, yep, Northwest. That's It, it wow. felt like home. It did. And then hmm. we ended up having about 10 for my graduating class that came wow. up here. Yeah. So picking majors. <laughs> did you know what you wanted to do when you came here? Did you no. look around? Were you undecided? I came in as a mass com and I wanted to do sports because I had done sports and I had played sports and I love sports and I always compare myself to the little girl and remember the Titans and I still <laughs> am a big football fan and Northwest is football and the basketball team was only okay when I was in college um, and I don't want to say when I was in college now <laughs> if any of them are listening um, but I came in as sports I did sports for two years, which was cool. I got a lot of great experiences. I got to do sideline at the Arrowhead game, and I got a lot of that. But I, I kind of got jealous of my friends getting to go to the games and getting to go do kind of normal college stuff that I was missing out on. So it just didn't work out for me in that area. I, I kind of was like, God, the travel and all of that kind of mm-hmm. sounds like a lot for me, and I don't think it would be the right fit. And then I went through kind of undecided – but I also kind of switched immediately to wanting to do weddings, which is like a total 180. Hmm. I'm glad I didn't end up in weddings. But um, I knew I liked planning things. I had been, by my junior year, I was on the executive board of Sigma Society and Dance Company. So I knew I liked planning and I liked kind of being in that leadership role. Um, so I, I went for parks for wedding coordinating. But I, I don't think even when I graduated, if you had asked me what I was going to do ever, I would have said Chamber of Commerce or government-related <laughs> anything. anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hated government in college. That's the second time I've said that today, too. No. So. Backing up. Backing all the way up to <laughs> now it. the question that I first always ask. Okay. First job has to be paid. First paid job. Ever or after college. Not paid by your parents ever in your whole life. An Irish pub in Kansas City called Governor Stumpy's. It is on Gregory and Ornall. Go there. The pistachio pudding cake is everything. Um, I was a hostess. How old were you? I was, I want to say they hired me at 15. Yeah. And I worked there for a little while. Yeah, in a pub. Yeah. It's like a pub restaurant yeah yeah and it my family has gone there for years and years and it had all the it was like St. Patrick's Day every day and (laughs) so I worked there for about a year and that was and they were really flexible with me being in so many sports and things like that but yeah an Irish pub gotcha and I still think about the pistachio pudding cake (laughs) (laughs) obviously that made an impression oh my gosh I love that stuff Okay, so now we're... Oh, Travis, did you... You look like you had a question. Yeah, I actually did. So someone who hated government in college... Oh my God, I hated it. You work (laughs) a lot with government now. I work a ton with it, and I'm... So what made that switch? I am stupid passionate about it now. I don't... really like it. I love it. I like... Yesterday, my fun fact... I don't know when this is going to air, but yesterday, my fun fact of the day was, did you know before yesterday that it takes a year to get out of the Paris Treaty... The climate treaty? I, I like, know who that knew now, that? I didn't hmm. before yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
not before you, and so that means that if we complete getting out, which I, I remain unbiased, um, if we continue to get out of the treaty, the day that we are capable of getting out will be the day after the 2020 presidential election. Mind-blowing. Isn't that interesting knowledge to have? Yeah, so I'm a huge government nerd now. Okay, so I was a Parks and Rec major. I failed government. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was because I hated it or if it because an 8 a.m. class. And to this day, Hannah knows because all of our meetings are in the morning. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I hated it. And I was like, dude, all these people are dead. Like, none of this matters anymore. And then I became a parks major, and everybody thinks that all of the girls that are in Parks and Rec are in Parks and Rec because they watched Parks, parks and, and Rec. Rec. Yeah. And so I got that question a lot, and I was like, what is that TV show? It sounds awful. I hate being asked that question. So I never watched Parks and Rec. So then I got hired on, and for anyone that doesn't totally know, Chambers of Commerce don't work for the government. I'm not a city employee. I'm not a state employee um, because we have to be able to tell them if we, if as a business advocate, something that they're doing doesn't have to fit. be separate from yeah, them, right? Yeah. So that if we disagree, we can tell them that without being worried that they're going to fire one of us. And so our chamber wasn't doing that a ton when I first started. And it was something that's, it's really scary to go and tell your elected officials how you feel about bills that they're about to be trying to pass. And so I jumped in very quickly to relationships here locally with our city council. And we have a city councilor on my board. And that really helped going to city council meetings and learning about how much it really does affect everything. Um, and I started to feel very connected with the idea that our city managers are run by the city council. My board, I mean, I can encourage people to go for my board. I can encourage my board towards a specific nominee, but it's not really up to me who my bosses are. And that's a really scary thing sometimes. Um, and so I started to empathize with that with other groups. And so we go to Great Northwest Days at the Capitol and that is a 19-county region um, that get, got together in 2001, I think, was the first year. And it is our way of going to the state and saying, we know we're not Kansas City. We know that we're not uh, St. Louis. But what we need matters. And so we have to band together as all those counties. And I am our county coordinator for that. So all the people from northwest Missouri – uh, all the people from Maryville that get together and go or from Nottaway County have to go through me. And the first year I was sitting at that event and we watched on the House floor and we watched on the Senate floor and I was watching them argue a bill about higher education. And at the time, I didn't know that the legislator can literally tell the universities what they're allowed to have as a major. And I was like, what on earth is happening? I thought our university could go and say, we have a bunch of students that want to be, I don't know, nurses, and then they could make that decision. And it was mind blowing for me. And so just being thrown into it has made me very passionate. And then I did start to watch the TV shows about Parks and Rec. And Parks and Rec is actually very comparable yeah. to local government. It's very impressive. I worked um, in the recorder's office and I was like, oh my goodness. It's real scary. <laughs> it's scary how real it is. And then also, I think a lot of the personalities in our city are very similar. I know you'll never tell them who is who. But and then I watched West Wing and I like binge watch and I listen to the podcast and I do all those things. So 
my job has made me very passionate, but I've also just found a passion in it. And being able to work, we have some of the best elected officials, both locally and on the state level. Representative Andrews and uh, Senator Hegeman are just incredible people. And the staff up there, being able to learn so much about what they do has been very cool. And we can really make a difference. I mean, we've had, since I started, two or three bills that myself, um, our economic development director, and even up to our city have been really involved in making happen. And so that's been very rewarding to see and nerve-wracking. Watching the elections is almost scarier now. (laughs) But seeing it in action. Seeing it in action is very cool. I think that's (laughs) important for students to know that you may not like a subject that you just talk about in theory, but you have to do it hands-on. In real life, it's not the same. It's not the same. And watching that, I mean, like, watching our people argue on the House floor and on the Senate floor, they are shady. It is like watching (laughs) people fight on The Bachelor or on, like, reality TV, (laughs) but with laws. It is, I think it's super entertaining. And now I've gotten to go to D.C. and watch some of it happen up there. And the process up there, I mean, when you're watching it on TV, you don't realize there's three different Capitol buildings because they can't all fit in one, Mm -hmm. and they're just... It literally is just office. You can just walk down the hall and turn into a a representative's office, and it is mind-boggling. And they're all normal people. I think that has been really beneficial to learn, is that they're representatives and they're senators, and they're elected to represent us, but they're not scary to go talk to. And being able to have, first, the legal conversations with them about what we're thinking and what we need out of them at the Capitol, but then to turn around and be like, Hey, how's your new grandson doing? Has been (laughs) just the strangest, but it's also so fun. We always ask for tips, tricks, advice. One of the things I'm interested in is you had no idea what a chamber of commerce director, executive director did. So that learning curve, Mm. like you, you say you've been there a little over three years. What type of insight or advice can you give to someone who maybe is graduating and going to go like what are you going to gain from those first one year two years three years of, of like real being in a real full-time job like versus what you thought it might have been or right. your perception of that experience as a student I would say it is night and day from what you think it's going to be um my first year was really just kind of getting dragged behind a driving, like, speeding car (laughs) and trying to figure out what the heck we were passing. Um, And now I still learn something new every single day, but I also feel like I understand so much of it now that it's almost getting to even the more rewarding part where I understand it and I can be changing it for the better. So we've done so many of the same things for 10, 20, uh, we're 112 years old. So many of the things we've done have been generational. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I understand what we've done and we can be changing it to what we need to be doing. Um, I would say the first year is just listen to everyone. I mean, listen to them and know that they're coming from a different place but respect what they're saying. Even my my older sister and I talk all the time about what she's learned. And when she started a new job, you know, the person that was leaving the job stayed and trained her. And I was like, okay, listen to everything they're saying. Their input is valuable. But when they leave, it's not their job anymore. So listen to what people are teaching you, but also know that saying we've always done it that way, you're going to hear that a ton. And <laughs> Don't shake it up so much that you get fired or anything like that, but make sure you're always looking at 
way different ways to do something and you're learning so much. I feel like that old lady giving college kids advice. These like my interns and stuff. I'm like, stay close to all of your, all your bosses. Cause that's how I got all my jobs and listen and learn and give your ideas and speaking power to leadership or truth to leadership or whatever that saying is, is I think so valuable. And everyone is still learning. I assume, I mean, I'm still pretty young. So I'm like, I assume at 45, they're still we hope they are figuring it out because <laughs> I, I always thought you'd, get, you'd graduate college, you'd get a job and it's like a light switch. You'd be like, ah, I'm an adult now. Nope. That doesn't <laughs> happen. So I think that's the best tip I have figured out to give. Like just because you feel like you don't know anything, like half of us are still looking around like we don't know anything, but you just put your head down and work on things and find something you're passionate about. I have so many friends that are working in cubicles at jobs that they're like, that's not even my major. You graduate thinking your life is going to be a certain way. And in the first year, that is gone. So just doing life at your own speed is such a valuable thing and learning at what you're doing and always being passionate about it. I don't like the idea of sitting in a room and just doing because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not passionate about it, leave. Because even at 26, life is too short. Don't do that. But I'm weird, so I don't know that people actually <laughs> listen to that. Okay, I might have one more question. Okay. On Parks and Rec, <laughs> who are you? I get called are Leslie, Leslie? Nope a lot. <laughs> I, get, I don't know, because I think she's so awesome, so I'm like, I'm not Leslie Nope. But I here in town, I get called Leslie Nope a lot. Yeah, I yeah. I can't I'm not dark being, enough yeah. to be April. I kind of, I'm dry enough humor to be April, <laughs> Not Ron Swanson. I'm not Ron Swanson. No, he was Josh my McKinnon hero. Ron yeah. Swanson. <laughs> I tell Josh that every day too. He's the only person that I've ever been like. This is who you are. He's Ron Swanson. All right. Well, thank you for Absolutely. coming. Oh my gosh, we yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that'll do it for another behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>